Well, hello there, friends, and welcome once again to the 360 Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Brahim, and I'm excited about today's conversation with a friend and client of mine from Southern California by the name of Eric Bible. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about Eric and what is in store for you in this conversation is a man who I admire greatly and uh, look up to in many ways. He, he would probably find that to be surprising for me to say, but I really look up to him because he has a mastery of mindset uh, that is really admirable and one that I aspire to have. Um, and I'm going to really talk with him a lot about how he has mastered staying positive, especially in the face of what was a difficult market in 2022, at least the second half and the first half of 2023. So we're going to go into depth on that, but a little bit of background on Eric. He was in the insurance business uh, prior to being in the mortgage business. Uh, and, and he learned through that business how to explain complex situations. And we're going to talk a little bit about that gift that he has and, and what he utilizes. I'm going to have him make some suggestions as to how to present information in a way that is digestible for clients and real estate agents. He is also a master at social media marketing. His website is absolutely fantastic. It's hilarious. Um, he's a very funny guy and does some really cool, funny videos. Uh, he started in the business in 2015, uh, and he was fortunate enough to work on the team of Danny Haranyi, who was one of the top originators in the United States. So he got a really great head start uh, by being under Danny's wing, so to speak. And then when Danny stopped originating, Eric took over uh, running Danny's business, which was a which was a really nice gift. And, and he has really taken full advantage of that. So uh, before we get to my conversation with Eric, I just want to remind you that this show thrives on your likes, your forwards, your subscriptions, all that shit. Like if you can do me a favor, please, as you've heard me say before, please subscribe to the show on whatever channel it is that you are choosing to view this on. Uh, and if you like this episode, please forward it to somebody else who you think would you know, find value from it. Um, please make comments. I mean, these are all the things that get our subscribership base up. And as it goes up, as I've said many times before, it allows me to have the ability to go out and get some outstanding guests for you and to, to, to pay it back to you uh, in spades. Um, don't forget that many of the podcast episodes have a post coaching component to it from me. Click on the link below uh, in the show notes and you can find access to the post coaching uh, segments that are available to you. And without further ado, my conversation with Eric Bible. Eric Bible, what's happening, brother? What's going on, Tim? Thanks so much for having me here. It's a, a true honor and a pleasure. Well, hey, man, the pleasure is mine. I'm so proud of you. Like, uh, you're definitely one of the people that I look to. Uh, as I said in the intro, I, I look to you both from a perspective of pride in what you're accomplishing right now as an originator. And I look to you actually as a mentor, uh, which you may find that to be uh, surprising. I don't know. Maybe you don't. Um, just in the way that you've mastered mindset. And I really want to talk about how positive you are. I want to start by saying, man, that, and I don't know if I've ever said this to you before, but you are truly one of the most grateful people that I've ever met. Um, and it really lights me up, bro, when you express gratitude. Um, there's that whole component that, you know, I've read about and talked about, about how when you give 
when you express gratitude, uh, both parties win because there's a dopamine hit that both parties experience that in it. And I, I most definitely experienced that in my relationship with you. So uh, thank you for that very much. Oh, Tim, man, that, um, that truly warms my heart. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't, well, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I mean, it's truly humbling and I am incredibly grateful for, for those kind words, but it really comes back to, you know, what, you know, this group, especially you and the, you know, the, the wonderful people within the community have poured into me, uh, it has really enabled me to just really tr- find my calling and be kind of the, the most effective operator. And in turn, I, you know, I, I feel as if I have so much to give back because I've been given so much. So yeah, man, I, I've got goosebumps. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's, let's just go right there and start giving back right now, you and I together. And hopefully the, the viewers and listeners will be able to take some notes and learn some great things today. So I already in the, uh, in the introduction talked about the fact that you were in the insurance business and that helped you learn a little bit about, um, how to explain complex situations. Uh, then you were fortunate enough to start working with Danny uh, back in, I believe it was 2015 and learned a lot from him. And then eventually uh, when he segued out of originating, you took over um, his book of business in many ways and have been able to really leverage that and and do some really wonderful things with it. Um, we're here in, in the spring of 2023. This will be airing in the summer of 2023. Uh, it's been a an, it's been a hell of a year, right? Like the last 12 months have uh, gone from feast to famine, and and hopefully now back to at least eating some appetizers. Uh, and and I know that your business is starting to grow. So just just tell us real quick. I mean, um, what what were a couple of your best years in terms of units and volume? Just so the listeners could have an understanding and perspective. Absolutely. Uh, I've been very fortunate. I mean, as you mentioned, had wonderful mentorship under Danny Harani and really learn uh, the trade. And I would say some of my breakout years, 2019 did uh, helped over 220 families for 120 million. 2020, as we all know, was just a, a standout year. Refi boom still focused predominantly on purchase, uh, exceeded 150 million. And then 2022, um, was able to, despite the turbulence in market, served over 90 families uh, for 65 million, uh, which was, you know, exceeded our expectations just given the volatility in market. You know, it's, what I, I don't think I ever put this together. Uh, I don't know that I know of any originator, and I know a lot of originators over the course of my career that have gone uh, that have eclipsed a hundred million in production in their fourth and fifth years in the business. That's really incredible. Um, and for anybody who's saying, well, yeah, but I mean, he inherited Danny's database. That doesn't matter because the reality of it is, is that the art form of being able to do over a hundred million in production and over, you know, 200 and plus units is, is to be able to, to really efficiently run all of that, to organize that, to have a team, to have systems, to um, and to convert those people. I mean, so congratulations, and that's Thank a you. really great start. You're welcome. So <clears throat> let's just go right for the kill shot, um, and then we'll we'll backfill with social media marketing and you know uh, other strategies that you do. Your your amazing website that I want to talk about that I love so much because it makes me laugh and. I was watching an Instagram. I was watching an Instagram reel of yours yesterday where you have that. What is that thing that you wear over your shoulders when you're reading oh. a story? I mean, 
<laughs> it's it's a it's actually a bath towel, but it's supposed to look like a, a scarf, and it's the the mortgage term of the week. And it, yeah, we, we've had a ton of fun with that. I love how much fun you have in creating this stuff, man. It just it makes me smile, and and, and I think there are, there's a lot to benefit from that. We're gonna go there in a bit, but I want to talk about uh, I think December ish of 2022. Uh, I want to start right there, and I want you to share with us where you were mentally and emotionally say in october november when things got scary um and what you did to shift and what the results were especially in january of 2023 when everybody was really struggling i mean i was talking to people who were used to doing 30 deals a month in my coaching sessions and they're like i'm gonna fund five this month and then there's eric bible who's having this explosive month um and before we go there, actually, I want to tee that up a little bit <clears throat> by reflecting on our, our retreat in Malibu that we had in, in spring of 2022, when you and Sosi uh, were, were very vulnerable and expressed to the group, three of us coaches and the other 10 people in the group that, you know, you were, you were concerned because you had never seen this before and things were really starting to slow down and you weren't quite sure what to do. You didn't know whether or not ethically you should be, you know, creating a pie in the sky type component with pre-approved buyers and selling fear and scarcity and trying to convince them to write offers on homes. When you're in your heart, which said a lot about both of you, you weren't feeling it. You were feeling that property values had peaked um, and that you were, you were really conflicted internally on whether or not giving advice to people to move forward in writing an offer was truly the right advice. And uh, I really admired that about both of you. And, you know, as you remember, I gave you some coaching on that based upon my experience. Um, and then we fast forward to October, November, and sure enough, the shit hit the fan and, and things had slowed down a lot and property values had started to drop. Um, so take us there into the, the fall of 2022 and, and what started to happen. Definitely. And, you know, it, I look back on the time in Malibu uh, and the insight you provided myself and Sosi, and, and it was really a turning point in my career as originator. Um, I had unmasked, as you had mentioned, a tremendous amount of success in a very short period of time and really never experienced adversity up to that point in this business. And looking back at, you know, what was shared in Malibu around, you know, providing advice, leading from the heart, it clicked something internally. And I knew at that point, whatever was presented with market factors or outside forces, I was going to be okay. And I was going to be really pivot to becoming an advisor as opposed to just an originator. So it took some time for that to click uh, and really leading into, as you mentioned, when when the shit really hit the fan in late September, early October and through the close of the year, there was a, something that clicked internally. And it was, yes, property values were starting to decline, but simultaneously we saw inventory falling off a cliff. And the fact that all the teachings from Barry, yourself, others in the in the, the community around we still had an in and still have an increasing population 
which is demand, there are not enough homes for sale. So where yes, naturally home prices had to soften just given how fast mortgage rates rose, that softening was due to the fact that people were not taking action. So as soon as I really, that piece of the puzzle clicked, I led into it of, okay, one, gain footing, get calm, and let's really start addressing the concern with our clients using the data that we have to accurately advise where we see the market going from here. And I made a conscious decision at that point when everyone was running for the hills, it was time to hammer down and pick up the phone and really be the differentiator in mindset. Every originator I was talking to at that point was the end of the world is here. Rates are going to 10% or higher and we're all going to lose our jobs. And I, you know, I looked at this as an opportunity to kind of be the, the calm in the storm. And I found as I started getting on the phone with both our, our clients, but most importantly, our referral partners was there, there was mix, mixed messaging in market, you know, to the point where ha pending housing crash rates are not going to come down. And, you know, it's 2008 all over again. And the information that was provided by, you know, our coaching community, Barry really leaned into this information and in turn cultivated, you know, a presentation that I was able to deliver at a very high level to a number of agents that were hungry for information at that point, because their clients were looking to them and they didn't have the answer. And it just created massive momentum going into the new year. Uh, and from there, while everyone was running for the hills, I mean, as you were mentioning, Tim, originators that were used to closing 30, 40, 50 units a month were looking at, you know, single digit numbers leading into the new year. We had one of our best Januaries to date um, because of the, the mindset shift, but also the intentionality and how we were showing up for our referral partners and clients in that fourth quarter made all the difference. And we're still experiencing that momentum into now, you know, the summer months. So in the fall, when you were that, as your buddy, Tyler Osby refers to it, at the beacon of light, when you were um, sharing with your realtor partners, a presentation that was positive and optimistic, and yet at the same time, true for you, which I think is a really important piece to it is that you could inside of yourself feel that you were coming from a place of values and integrity. Um, give us just a, a little bit more depth of what was the message? What were you saying to them when you were making these calls, when you were pounding the phones? And and before you do, you, would you find 8 million in January or something like that? Correct. Yeah. And 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 how are you doing right now? We're recording this in, in early May of 2023. What's your year-to-date fundings? Year-to-date fundings were at 26 million. Uh, in May, it's looking you know, barring no fallout at this point, it's still early in the month, uh, we're 10.1 is, mm. is what we've got locked. Um, you know, assuming nothing pushes into to June. So, so, we'll through, be... so through May, we're going to be in the 35, 36 million range, which puts you on track for somewhere around 90 million and, and probably more because I think things are going to get better. Okay. So that's really important Definitely. data. So let's go back to that messaging in, in the fall of 2022 and into the, into the winter when everybody else was scared and didn't know what to say. What did you, what did you do from 
Okay, I want I want to ask two questions here. So I'm going to throw a lot at you. What did you present tactically to them? What was the message? And more important than the message, how did you shift your mindset uh, mindset out of scarcity into a positive vibe that you were um, communicating? Great question. I'll kind of lead with the second part because that sure. ultimately dovetails into the message I was delivering our referral partners. You know, I look back summer months. It, I, I undoubtedly can say I was scared. There was a point where I was feeding into the negative narrative that was out there. Woe is me. Holy bananas. This, this party is stopping and shit, what do I do? Um, so I too was kind of caught in that doom loop. Uh, and again, reflecting on the time in Malibu, there was a click with, with um, some of the mentors that I'm working with, you know, Chris Ledley, Mark Robertson, uh, and the mindset shift didn't happen overnight. It was an evolution really over probably about a, a month period where I finally came down to, you know what? I am enough and I am providing value to our clients, our referral partners. And I have something to, to give, to help people in this uncertain time. I need to get this message out there. So it's definitely an evolution over, uh, like, like I said, about a month period where I had to internally kind of shift the narrative from negative to, hey, there is so much opportunity out here right now, and it's time to deliver. Uh, so that took some time. But the minute I got the mindset for myself shifted to, we are going to deliver in this market, the rest fell into place. And really the messaging that I brought forward to our referral partners was the media has definitely got this wrong. And I want to show you why and why this could be the greatest opportunity for our buyers. And that alone, given, you know, all the phone calls that our referral partners were fielding tail end of 22 was, you know, rates are going to be elevated. There's, there's really no hope housing's going to crash and it's 08 all over again. You know, I provided a counter narrative with factual data. The optimism that I led with on those phone calls was incredibly well received because at that point, you know, the, the number one real our lenders were running for the hills. It was, you know, week after week, we saw another IMB or mortgage bank closing. And then here I am on the phone with referral partners and clients advocating a completely different message than what the media and what, you know, we were seeing on a day by day basis, you know, through our news feeds. So that piece alone, when I picked up the phone and it was, Hey, this is Eric Bible with Neil home loans. I, I have something that I think will benefit you as it's a counter to the current narrative that we're our, you and our clients are seeing on a day by day basis. You have a couple minutes to go through it with me over the phone. And that piece alone, it, opened up, I mean, I made, I, I think in inside the month of, uh, that was October, over 250 phone calls to uh, 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 past realtors that I had worked with. Um, at first, it didn't, it didn't feel natural. But as I got more on the phone with these individuals and really started listening and sharpening my, my, my skills with, you know, what we were able to provide, I mean, the message, the, the the response back was unbelievable. I, I mean, it truly was a, a gift to be able to provide a counter to the negativity that was just feeding all of us uh, and feeding the, the complete media narrative that 
you know, ultimately it proved true as we're seeing now. And I truly believed in what I was delivering. Um, but I look at the advice we provided in that period of time, those clients were, are set up for massive success. They beat the wave that's, that's forthcoming. Uh, and now being able to lean back onto that has been wildly beneficial as well. Yeah. I want to, I want to hammer a couple of points home here that are really important. Um, first of all, you sharpened your skills by making so many phone calls. Um, the, the challenge that I think most originators run into is that they'll try something a couple of times and it doesn't necessarily go well. They don't get the immediate gratification of having success from it and they give up. But you kept pressing on and as a result of having so many interactions with so many past realtors in a time when they were craving for information and craving for something that would give them hope, you over time developed a presentation that was incredibly well received because you had all the practice in delivering it. I'm sure the first three phone calls were very different from the last three phone calls as it related to your energy, as it related to the way that you articulated the content, as it related to the way that you formulated and, and dialed it in, in in a sequential order to build to a crescendo of hope. Um, the question that I have is, was it truly kind of one of those fake it until you make it type scenarios? So like in, uh -oh. in, in September, October, you're like second guessing yourself, you're buying into the negative narrative. And all of a sudden, you know, with working with Chris and Leds, uh, with Chris and, and Mark, you, you then decided, okay, I'm going to shift my mindset. I'd be curious to know how you went about shifting your mindset. Like, can you identify that? Like, what was the the way that you worked within yourself about getting yourself out of negativity and into a positive frame of mind, because that's not so easy for a lot of people. Definitely. And to your point, yes, I definitely faked it till I made it. Uh, and, and that's, you know, really uh, it's worked for me many times before and, you know, repetition yields results. Um, but to your point of mindset shift, you know, I, I'd never been coached professionally, personally, prior to joining the L360 community. So, you know, before it was, you know, positive voice creates positive reinforcement uh, and hoped that it would work uh, through your coaching, Julie, Scott, there was key points specifically around meditation. I leaned so hard into my morning routine during this time, um, journaling, really positive affirmations, reading other than negative outset. I mean, clarity and connection inward, uh, the books that you've recommended that helped so much where I could start the day knowing that, okay, I, I got myself ready mentally and, uh, spiritually. So, I mean, getting up early, I, I truly, during that time, I deviated from my morning routine over the summer months, got, you know, lazy, if you want to call it, spending time with family, doing the things in summer. Uh, and then I realized that, you know, I'm not starting the day. I'm just kind of leaning into it at that point. So going back to, you know, late September, early October, I doubled down on my morning routine. And that piece alone truly helped me shift out of the rut and into kind of that ab abundance mindset and really in, in, empower and, in, and invoke kind of the positive outcome that I ultimately yielded there. But it was work, man. I mean, it was not easy. Waking up at, you know, 445 uh, during the week is freaking brutal. But 
the clarity that I was able to obtain, kind of the abundance that, you know, inner voice of, of gratitude through that kind of work that was done up front truly had and has had such a positive impact in how I show up on a day-by-day basis. Yeah, that young Pueblo is something else, isn't he? Amazing. Oh my goodness gracious. Unbelievable. I mean, that guy's been a part of my uh, my morning routine now for three years. Um, for those that don't know what the hell Eric and I are talking about, there's a brilliant young man. He's only in his early 30s. Name, his pen name is Young Pueblo, Y-U-N-G, and then P-U-E-B-L-O. And he's written two absolutely fabulous books, um, Inward, and then his second book is uh, Clarity and Connection. And um, these are books that are perfect for a morning routine because they're meant to be read one page at a time. And sometimes that page only contains 10 to 15 words, but they're incredibly meaningful. Um, it's so fascinating, right? Like in, in times of crisis, and I mean, when you look at things through the lens of say, Dr. Joe Dispenza's teaching, which you know I've shared m- much of his teaching with, with all of you, um, we have to understand the hormones of stress, right? So in, in this time of incredible negativity, when the world seems to be coming to an end um, and we are afraid, we are then uh, operating under some very powerful hormones within our body, um, adrenaline, cortisol, among, among many. And those chemicals cause our focus to become very narrowed. We get into a fight or flight component. Um, we seek to find solutions to very, um, in a very myopic way to a very tunnel-visioned problem. We, we are incapable under those hormones of seeing opportunity, being creative, being expansive. Um, and as a result of that, we can really forget about the importance of doing our work. And um, we just get locked into waking up every morning and trying to fight our way through the problem rather than saying, whoa, 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 let's slow down. Let's start the day right. Let's double down. I, I remember having a conversation with Leds about this um, many months ago now about doubling down on his morning routine, which he did. And he, he had just tremendous results. And I was doing the same. I was worried as well, just as for me, it was like a it's, it's been a very interesting year for me in that regard, bro, in the sense that, you know, I was worried about my business and worried about my team, um, you know, because if you guys are struggling, it's going to have a direct impact on on us. But equal, if not more potently, I was worried about all of you because I love you guys and we're so close and seeing you struggle and coaching all of you so much in the last year and most of the conversations being conversations with people who are in fight or flight is mentally exhausting to me. And I realized at some point, I'm like, this is wearing me out and I need to start taking really good care of myself right now. Now is the time to really start getting up earlier. I did too, man. I'm used to getting up at like 6.30 or something, but I started getting up at 5, 5.30, really putting in the extra time in my meditation practice and my journaling, reading Young Pueblo, um, starting the day in, in a positive mindset. Um, and it's really incredible how at the time that we need it the most is when we abort. And if we can be awake to the fact that, oh, wow, I'm aborting from the things that are so incredibly important and then find ourselves and anchor back into that, it can be such a massive springboard. And it's such a testament. I mean, you are such a testament to that uh, because I saw that shift. And I, I mean, you were one of the few. We had that coaching session, I think it was in December. And 
you know, it was such a powerful coaching session. That was the one that Sosi dropped in on, you know, at the end because he was getting ready to be coached by me. And um, the energy that you brought to that call, the positive mindset, and then all of a sudden, boom, you know, whatever, like two weeks later, you're telling me you're going to fund 8 million in January. And I'm like, holy shit, like everybody needs to know about this. Um, and it was as a result of you doing your work and, and gosh, I can't, I can't emphasize the importance of that enough. I mean, people always, you know, wonder, you know, what is this L360 thing and why do you guys do, you know, work beyond that of just the business work? And it's clear. I mean, the interpersonal work is the business work. Absolutely. I mean, let, you know, if we go back to like the spring of, uh, of 2022 at the retreat in Malibu, I could really feel the fear in you and Sosi that day. And, yeah. and it, and it, and, and I had been there before, right? I mean, many years prior as an originator. And if you remember, I shared with you guys in that moment, I said, this is the market where real originators are made. You know, and this is where you become a true originator is the tough market. Um, and there's that really seductive temptation that creates this internal values-based conflict associated with, I, I remember we had a coaching session I don't know if you remember this, but you got on the call with me and the first thing that you said to me was, holy shit, I just experienced something that I've never seen before. And I said, what's that? And you said, there's a guy who I'm doing a loan for that I, I believe I'll probably get the numbers slightly off, but you're like, the house is listed for 2.5 million and he made an offer for 3.1. He had to, he got into a bidding war and he's buying the house for 3.1. And I could see the like, internal conflict within you because you were looking at that going, this doesn't, this isn't smart. Like this doesn't make sense. This guy's way overpaying. And the temptation from a self-serving perspective in those moments, of course, is to then say, okay, well, my business is starting to slow down. So I got to craft the right script to start selling fear, but that wasn't an alignment with what you were seeing and feeling. And I really admire you for not doing that and digging into the data to really be able to rectify internally within yourself what was true for you and then having your presentation and your scripting be in alignment with your truth. And I think that's such an important lesson to learn because where we get in trouble as salespeople is out of our own fear, we abort our values and start selling something different than is our truth. And um, so do you want to comment on that before we Absolutely. We I mean, and this comes down to, you know, twofold. One, you've ingrained in my mind, the truth is the best script. And I, I feel and experience that in my heart day by day. Honesty is, is the best way to convey value. But also to that point, tough waters are, are smooth waters have never made great sailors. It's, it's in the turbulent times where the true craft and skill is, is cultivated. So here, I mean, what we've experienced over the last year, what I've experienced over the last year, to your point has, has honestly made me the best originator. Uh, and I'm grateful for it where yes, it's been incredibly painful, not having gone through this, um, it would have been smooth sailing and, you know, no, nothing is gained when they're smooth sailing. So I, I feel on the other side of this and we're, we're near the end, I believe we're seeing it. Um, the skill set that I've unmasked through this time, this will shape my career and my life, my client's life, my referral partner's life 
for many years to come. So I'm incredibly grateful for what we've gone through. Well, hello, friends, and I hope that you're enjoying this episode of the 360 Experience podcast. To listen to the remainder of this episode, please visit us at The Loan Atlas, where you will also find the most comprehensive resource for mortgage professionals to build their practice, backed by the greatest faculty that's ever been assembled in the mortgage industry. Check us out at the link below or go to theloanatlas.com. Look forward to having you as a guest on our next episode of the 360 Experience Podcast.